Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Previously on Chaotic Normal, after successfully absconding with the Ewer from the Temple of Crocodile and Man, the crew of Melora's Borealis exited the temple only to be attacked by goblins, one of which knocked Celeste out. After dispatching of them and escaping, we returned to Camp Vengeance, where we then managed to abscond with a new member of the crew by the name of Samson, a cowardly cleric who we figured might eh, do a bit of healing, but we'll see how that works out. But in the dead of night, we set some fires and barely escaped with our lives before returning to the ship successful on our mission. The crew now turns its way towards the Azure Stand, with the adventurer Darwin Nash at our side to help navigate the way to the Druid Grove, where the Ewer can be used to find, I'm sure, some amazing treasure. But... Will it be more than we bargained for, and will the tensions aboard the ship finally settle down? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. Darwin Nash explains, As I said, and to recap for you and your whole crew, he gestures to the whole crew, currently being served up a delicious meal in order to bolster their spirits by uh, cook or ship's cook Zelnern. But Darwin Nash continues, As I explained, this year that we have taken from the Temple of Crocodile and Man, it is, or it my, while it could serve to create mayonnaise by filling it with water, it has better purposes still. I have reason to believe, through vast research and copious amounts of studying the relics of the Ancient Ones and their ruins, that this ewer was specifically designed, gifted, to show a map that leads to the forbidden city of the Ancient Ones, a place far at the edges of the uh, Ancien Achapel, a place 
untouched by goblins, untouched by any who would dare to despoil it. If we, whoever finds the forbidden city of the Ancient Ones, they will uncover riches and secrets of the Ancient Ones that cannot compare to any other, or that cannot be compared to any other. Riches beyond reason. Fame would pour into us, and you see a glow, like a, almost a, a splendor in his eyes as he finishes the last piece. And most importantly, knowledge of that ancient time would be ours, would be the world's. But for the ewer to work that way, it must be filled with water. Not just any water, though. You mentioned that you were ahead coming to find me, trying to seek the Azure Stand. Well, your luck... It seems is guided by Melora herself, and he gestures towards your ship just as your name might suggest, because there is said to be a pool of the very water I need, water held sacred by the Ancient Ones, purified and kept safe by them. This water, if filled into this ewer, will allow us to pour forth a map that will show us to the Forbidden City. We need only reach this water, which is at the heart of the Azure Stand. There's some murmur among the crowd, a worried fear, and someone says, No one what goes into the Azure Stand ever comes back. And the more people mutter that through the uh, fine meal being prepared for them by Zelnern. You're all aware that your ship has still like terribly low morale. Nothing good has really happened to them since... Uh, all, or since they discovered there was a Kraken's curse on them and their captain started wearing a knot of uh, kelp about his neck. So there is a general sense of uh, mutiny. And you hear that rabble among the crowd talking as they're saying, Ain't no one ever come back what steps foot into the Azure Stand. It's a cursed place. You hear someone shout, They say it eats men. What eats men? It, I don't know. Please, please, everyone. They also said no one could survive the Kraken's curse, and look at us now. We are here, alive as the day we were born. No? Uh, performance. Okay. Five plus seven, twelve. Twelve. Uh, the crowd seems to uh, take this as a... Uh, mollifying but it doesn't bolster them in fact you hear one of your crewmen a uh, sort of permanently sickly looking crewman on uh, scrub watch speaks up and says i was actually born dead for three minutes <laughs> and look at you now <laughs> you're doing great let's uh, chin up <laughs> Fortunately, a couple crew take this man's complaint and your rallying of we can dodge the Kraken's curse uh, to instead turn the attention to this man and start muttering that he is, in fact, cursed. And the only way a child could have survived through that must be they made a deal with the sailor's devil. Um, and so as their curse fear turns away from the Azure Stand towards the scrub watchman, uh, you successfully mollified the crew. Good, uh, good. Darwin uh, Nash uh, looks to you all and says, so it's to the Azure Stand, then? 
Yes, that uh, was our destination and the reason we sought you out. I did have a quick question about this ewer, as you called it. Before we get there, we can still use it for wine, right? He considers it and says, and he he drags his hand along the narrow, uh, like well groomed, uh, mu- like mustache that he has that looks kind of like a classic, like villainous wizard. Um, and as he pulls it, there, he says, "Hmm, if I had my notes, I could confirm against this. Perhaps the best course is not to head straight to the Azure Stand, but instead to finish the uh, several day journey back to the uh, to Port Providence, where I have copies of all my notes." And then we could return out here over the co- or reprovision and return out here in about ten to twelve days. We don't have that kind of time. Um, let's just trust that we can use it. And as Ruberis hands are behind his back, <laughs> what have have you already used it? No, 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 no. As I wipe some wine from my lips. <laughs> um. Darwin really laughs. Jump on the risks, aren't you there, Rubert? Me never, no. <laughs> so chaotic. Darwin laughs and says, at least it's not mayonnaise. I don't know why the alchemy jug makes mayonnaise. Why can't it make a gallon of mayo? What is the uh what is the impetus for that? It's like five options. One of them is mayonnaise. Hey, maybe someone's going keto and they really need some fat heavy options. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure the entire ship is on an involuntary keto diet, to be fair. It's mostly just not eating the diet, but yeah. (laughs) A calorie cut. It's perfect. This uh, episode brought to you by uh, body shaming and weight issues. Uh, no, this is going to become a fitness hammer uh, podcast or a fitness D and D podcast where we're going to get strong, but also play D and D. So it like reclaims D and D for masculine people. You know? Yeah, that's what it needs. I'll just edit in the sounds of like the clanking of barbells in the background and just like grunting. This is what the people want. All right, that diversion aside, Can Darwin we call Nash. It Malora's muscles. Yeah, that's the new name. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so uh, but, uh, Darwin Nash, uh, after seeing you've already used it for wine, he shakes his head, and you can't tell if his laugh is out of genuine enjoyment or a uh, like a person who doesn't know how else to engage with something awful that he's just seen. Um, well, that's a laugh. Hey, I'll take it. You then hear, as he kind of steps away, you hear a mutter, it belongs in a museum. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he kind of steps away, uh, leaving you all to make your decision. You've already set a uh, course for north, uh, trying to leave uh, the uh, the islands, the, the shallow islands where Camp Vengeance and Camp Righteous are located, traveling north through them along its basically very wide, almost riverbed-like, or river-like uh, inlets that cut between the islands, and headed north to where you sus- you believe the Azure Stand is supposed to be located. You haven't seen it before, but your map suggests it's in that area. So as you make this trip north, um, you, based on Celeste's navigational charts, believe that it's going to take till the early hours, or like till around midnight, or like shouldn't take you and 
that you should arrive at the Azure stand by late night. Is there any, uh, or very early morning hours, is there any preparations you want to make uh, as you travel to the Azure stand? Can I actually, as Devin Nash leaves, can I like follow him and be like, hey, uh, Mr. Nash, let me show you about the ship. I'll show you your quarters and give you the whole rundown, the lay of the law. Love it. Um, so you, where, what kind of quarters are you providing to this esteemed guest, famed explorer Darwin Nash? I assume that, I don't think this is Phil's decision. I feel like this is Jules' decision. Like maybe Jules would have, I feel like we would have had this conversation already because he's the first mate. But since I'm like, I forgot what my position title is already. Since I'm a bosun, I feel like I'm kind of expected to like lead him there and give him the tour a little bit. Fair enough. I don't know what uh, kind of accommodations we really have. Nothing too fancy, right? No, you really don't have the only... The ship you chose specifically only has a luxurious captain's cabin. And then there's spaces that are like sailcloth canvas that you've uh, used to split up uh, one chamber, I guess, into several officers quarters. But because it's only like canvas sheets between the uh, that make up these rooms and their walls, it's not really quarters. It's visual privacy at best. Uh, and then the bulk of the crew swing, sleeps below deck uh, in cots or on deck when uh, the weather's nice. Um, so maybe maybe I lead him to, okay, so if we have like canvas that's like breaking your view, obviously the mm-hmm. best places would be like the corners of the boat because that way you have like two private walls versus having only one oh, private yeah. wall. So I give him like, we obviously lead him to like one of those rooms. I'm like, uh, so there's your hay. Uh, we made sure they changed it. You could sleep on that. Uh, you could actually put it and make like a hammock if you wanted to. Um, and uh, it, there's a bedpan, but you don't need that. You should just go to the poop deck. That's gross. No one uses the bedpan. Uh, just go to the poop deck. Um, and uh, here's your mug for grog. Uh <laughs> And I think, yeah, I think that's about it. But uh, do you have a minute? I had a, I wanted to, want to ask you a private question. He's inspecting the, the like grog mug and like pulls off like a thin piece of mold or something. Just, <laughs> of course. Uh, what, what can I help you with? Yeah. So you were talking about the waters of Juristan and that it's you know important and something about this jug. Um, you know anything about like a found a youth or you know some. When you said these waters are special, could they like give you some more time to live or get any lore like that we can work around? He uh, sort of uh, shakes his head and says, ah, I am not a uh, rumor monger nor a storyteller. I, Phil, I am a, I'm a historian. I uh, make a habit of not espousing every theory I've heard without first doing the due diligence to be sure that it is a well-founded theory. So I have heard much about the waters of, uh, the waters of, uh, the Azure Stand, but I would jot most most of it to rumor, just like the whole myth of no one ever having stepped foot and lived 
uh, on Azure stand. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> he shakes his head and he says, I think if you're looking for rumors about uh, fountains of youth, you would be best suited to speak to uh, you'd best suited to speak to uh, your crew. That's the kind of work that uh, my failed apprentice would dwell on. Well, you know, why don't we keep this between you and us um, and to seal the deal, I'll make sure you get like a stool or like a table so you can do a little bit of work in here um, uh, and we'll go from there. All right. Yeah, I clean that mug just for you. I got to go. Bye. Uh, you depart. <laughs> and uh, as you depart, you find actually uh, ship's healer Samson is standing in the hallway and says, oh, I heard you were assigning officers quarters. Are you lost, boy? <laughs> oh, I... Uh, it's just as ship's doctor, I wanted to what see was your um, name again. A, a S- Samson, Shanghai. What was it? And you see him kind of stumble, and it's clear to you he does not have sea legs, and the greenness in his face becomes very clear. He gets seasick. Oh God! Uh, I put him under my shoulder and rush him upstairs. <laughs> Get him up to like a banister. Uh, He he does hurl over the edge into the sea as the sun is setting, and it's a glorious uh, blue, or it's a glorious, like, orange. It's beautiful. Uh, All of the sailors look with apprehension, though, as the sun sets, just as all sailors in the uh, Shattered Isles do, for fear of seeing that green light that means the sailor's devil is coming. There is no green light as the sun sets tonight, but there is green as the... uh, Ship's doctor vomits everything he's eaten in the last week over the uh, side of the rail, down the uh, like keel of the boat, and into the sea to feed the crabs. Jeez. Hey, when you're done, just go see Jules. I gotta go. Um, Jules, soon later, a uh, shaky uh, Samson, ship's doctor, and uh, now apostate clergyman of the ecclesiarchy, uh, finds you, uh, and you can tell he's pallid, and he's about as pale as you are now, and uh, he does not have the uh, bloody cuts all across him, though. Um, but as he steps forward to you, uh, he says, excuse me, uh, f- f- first mate Jules, uh, I was hoping for room assignment. Oh, God. You're not looking so good. Are you... You mean they bring you upstairs to puke over the railing or something? <laughs> no, I've... I've been up there since sunset already. I just wanted a place to lay down and see where I'll be working from. Okay, uh, we can find you a spot. I wasn't really anticipating bringing more souls on board. It's a little tight as it is, but... Oh, I um, just... uh, You you don't have a dedicated, like, doctor's office or medical bay to work in? We're still getting things in order here, um, but you've 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 picked an excellent time to join on. They're getting in right at the beginning. <sighs> getting on the ground floor. Ah. All right. So, as you uh, do, you just put him with the uh, the crew, or uh, is there any room where we're staying? So you have uh, you have six officer spaces, um, but one of them's been just given away to Darwin Nash. And what's that total up to? Five fingers plus Darwin Nash. So there's no more space. <laughs> well, I'm I'm in the captain's quarter, so there's there's a space. Oh, that's true. There is a space. You're I good. I feel like isn't Celeste upstairs in the our like amazing 
Yeah, I'm usually navigating. navigating. Yeah, but she doesn't have a bed in there. Oh, I assumed that there was like, she turned it into her quarters, but. Did you, I, Celeste? Uh, yeah, I don't usually leave because I like looking at the stars. Okay. That's cool. So All you right, can have my room. room. There might be some herbs in there too that he can have to help his stomach. Excellent. Yeah, Celeste actually herbs. just offered to uh, let you take her quarters. So. Uh, he eagerly claims those quarters disappearing behind the canvas uh sick and exhausted and you watch as he like or you hear him curling up inside there with a uh aching retching noise but it's a dry sound because uh he has nothing left to throw up um but he uh he disappears into there and you kind of hope or you hear one of the crewmen that was walking by says eh, sounds he sounds bad you should see the ship's doctor <laughs> and uh yeah, so um, you have a seasick doctor, uh, a historian explorer, and you are headed towards the Azure Stand with this ewer that's supposed to be dipped in uh, uh, full of this magical water at the heart of the Azure Stand that Phil suspects may be a fountain of youth of sorts. Um, your goal is to dip it in there, apparently, and uh, pour it out to see the map to the Forbidden uh, City of the Ancient Ones. But how do you use that ewer in the night as you're heading towards where Azure Stand is? Ooh, dibs. I call dibs. Oh, I already used it as a wine jug. Yeah, go dump out that gross spit wine you had and give it to me, because I call dibs. It's You can use it once a day, and it's already filled with two gallons of wine. I, how much of this have you drank? Did you just refill it? No, it's you just, already have a Kraken curse. Don't you have enough? Okay, no, you just you choose one liquid to create, and then at the end of the day, it, you can choose a new liquid. I chose wine today. Well, so it's not the end of the day yet. There's still time. We can throw out the spit water and yeah. do what Celeste wants. I I want to try to figure out the right way to pour it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let me here. All let's fill like a basin with the wine that's left inside. There we go. All right. You really think yes. ancient magic's gonna give you a cursed boy good wine? It's yeah. Like, sniff it. It's good vintage. Ugh. No, that smells it smells like a curse. Okay, you know, it's, uh, just because you don't like wine, Celeste, I know. Ask Jules. Jules smells wine. <laughs> Just say, taste this. this. Tell me if this is cursed. Celeste is convinced this is what cursed. What is it? It's not cursed. It smells cursed. I think I've got enough curses for one lifetime. Uh, I'll <laughs> set this one out. Okay. Phil, I know you'll be taking some of this. Even gonna drink it. I mean, uh, whoever, just here, pour it into two basins, and whoever drinks the most for, first, I'll, I'll side with them. Oh my Let's god. Go. <laughs> you guys want to wager grog on it? No, I'm not. Jules, you want to wager grog on who's who's going to drink it quicker? Yeah, I'll wager some grog on it. All right, let's go, Celeste. Phil's rooting for me. I can't say no to that. (laughs) All right, I just, I'm going to want you both to make a uh, constitution saving throw. Whoever uh, rolls higher is who wins the uh, the drink. I I would like to use No one wins. I want to stress this. No one is going to win the drinking a gallon of wine each contest. I, I would like to take this moment and point out that when I woke up from my paralysis, I saw the healer upside down and the stars, uh, which shows to me that 
according to the cosmos, woe is on my side. So I would like to use that this time to take away six points or d6 from whatever Rubert rolls. (laughs) (laughs) What I also like is you drew, did you actually draw a healer upside down? Yeah. That is wonderful with the sick ship doctor under yeah. down there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a bummer to see. So I think this is a fitting time. I got I got a twelve. Minus what do I four. Subtra- so I got uh, whatever an eight. I got fifteen. Uh, Robert, uh, you start to feel pretty sick to your stomach about halfway through, and you see Celeste is just easily pulling down the wine without issue. I but you feel it getting it. into, you realize you have this chance that I'm going to let you push it if you want. You get to re-roll that d20, but you're going you're gonna to suffer if you fail. Or you can just concede right now. I'll concede. <laughs> All right, you concede. <laughs> yes. Drunk as shit on wine. Celeste yeah, also drunk. I'm getting like those heavy swallows, you know, like those, uh, and yeah. you like my mouth feels like wet. Mm. Uh, did you did you two do this as a power hour? Was this just like yeah. shot of yeah. wine every minute for? Yeah, well, I, I imagine Phil was singing shanties in the background, and while Jules and was shouting like drink. Every minute, he was counting. All right, Jules, Annie, uh, give me that grog. Ah, uh, damn it! Okay. All right, who wants to play a game of five fingers? Come on, everyone, gather around. I got the dagger for hey you, Phil. Yeah, I know you want another go. You got. I don't know what you're talking about. I have four fingers now. You got another hand with five. Come on now. Get out of it! Don't fuck with me, Samson. <laughs> Samson, are you okay? Oh, I wander true. off. You don't have the uh, you don't have bone saw to or hacksaw to uh, stitch you back together. You got Samson. Yeah, Samson right. actually might be a better doctor. We don't know yet. All right, I'm gonna go for a swim. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Classic. Remember, <laughs> Bear's just gonna like take off his shirt, and he's just like in his skivvies and the kelp around his neck and he's just gonna like fall backwards over the deck of the ship uh you topple back over the ship and it takes only a moment before uh you hear uh sorry it takes only a moment before you hear lenora the archer shout man overboard man overboard does this count as a beauty am i captain now is that is that how that, is that is? <laughs> immediately sober, or yeah, immediately we sober up. We got him. <laughs> you got that on a technicality. Good job, Lenora. I'm you gonna mark he- this one down. Gold star. <laughs> you hear a uh, you hear the whoever's uh, basically at the wheel shout out like all hands to anchor, man overboard. As the rest of you kind of sit underneath, <laughs> or like on deck drinking, while your crew around is trying to save the captain. Uh, do you make any attempt to aid or intervene yeah. in this, or do you leave it to the crew to save the captain? No, I Note do. that yeah. they have a quality score of zero, and they don't like the cursed captain, so they might fail. <laughs> I got oh. it. Young Amory! Amory, <laughs> sweet boy! Amory! He pops up next to you. He pops up to you. Right here! Amory, here, help me. I put my like arm over his shoulder. Uh, <laughs> get, me, get me to my boat! <laughs> Wait, so did Phil end up drinking more grog than they did wine just celebrating their drinking contest? Get me to the boat, boy. Quickly. 
but you're sloshed, sir. <laughs> to the boat, quickly. Uh, Amory helps escort the stumbling Phil across the deck into the boat. Uh, and as well, you know, it's tied down on deck to the naughty dreams. Yeah. Uh, I, I pull out my arcane firearm and like shoot whatever the pulley system is. So the boat lowers. Jesus. <laughs> you're fortunately in those like calm, you back up. you're fortunately in those like calm inlet streams so uh the waves don't claim uh the naughty dreams instead you and amory who have just stepped into the boat swing down into the water with a scream and hit the water hard splashing into it uh meanwhile rubert you've jumped into the water Falling mm-hmm. backwards. It is a graceful motion as you see the stars up above. You see the ship's rigging. Do and you, then you see feel... the healer upside down like I told you? <laughs> you see, you feel the water hit you with a slam. Make an acrobatics check to see how graceful your entry was. Uh, that's going to be 17. B17. It is actually, it is a graceful entry. The air is not knocked out of you as you hit the water and instead you dive back into it, disappearing into the deep beneath the dark sea water. Moonlight penetrates down into it and you can see almost in ghostly light the uh, channel that you're moving through, sand and uh, moving about, seaweed reaching up, almost luring, calling to you from the depths. Above the Melora's Borealis, you see its uh, heat, its keel going past you. You see the anchor sinking down into the water as they try to slow the ship down to rescue the man overboard. But you find yourself submerged, sinking downwards, deeper and deeper into those darkened depths, seeking, see, going down to those places where the kelp grows. Yeah, I'm gonna just kind of enjoy it down here for a sec. And then I feel around my neck where the kelp is tightened on the side of my neck. Gills open up. And why do gills open up? Uh, because I have a level of warlock and I, have, I can breathe underwater and have a swim speed of 40. All right, you're a monster now. You did it. <laughs> Um, as you disappear into that, feeling yourself some or suddenly able to breathe, the the tendrils of kelp reaching up around you almost look like tentacles, almost look like the kraken encircling and enfolding you. Then though you see the boat above splash down as you see the naughty dreams almost sink down into the depths, nearly capsizing. Uh, Phil, I need you to make uh, a dexterity saving throw, you and Amory. Uh, Amory gets it at a 17, I need a 10 to not topple overboard into the water. Oh god. Okay. Uh, 19. 19, you also keep your footing. Uh, so you see this the naughty dreams splashing down. And you can hear almost echoing through the water the shouts from up above of for captain coming from the crew as they're trying to figure out where did their captain go? Do you stay in the depths in this shadowy water or do you swim up to the naughty dreams? I'll look in the like tentacles for a second and just like give like kind of a bow and then I'll swim to the surface in a bridge. 
Make a perception check. Uh, 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 ooh, crit. Uh, when you looked down into the seaweed reaching up like tentacles into that darkness, you couldn't help but feel like you saw something down there. Something looking back. Something with eyes almost bug-like. That with great scaled body and an infinite sea of teeth. It's but for a moment. But uh, as you swim back up, the memory of that, you've shaken it away, it wasn't there, but you could, couldn't help but feel like you saw the heart of the deep. You break the surface, uh, not ten yards away, for, sorry, ten leagues, no, how far is a league? What is a seawater, or a yard called? You're not ten sea yards away from the, uh, um, from the naughty dreams, and it's clearly easy for you to get there now that you have a swim speed. You pull yourself up onto deck, um, or hauling yourself over with the help of young Amory, who says, Oh, God, sir! You almost fell in the- or you almost drowned! Oh, no, um, no, I'm- I told you, I was going for a swim, I'm fine. There was Uh, no need to trouble yourself, son. As Amory kind of helps you onto deck and you're soaking- or I guess you took off your clothes, um... Phil's just like drunk his shit on one on the like front uh, like bench. You know, he's got the like an oar in one hand, but he's more leaning on it for support than he is using it. And Amory says, "Oh my God, sir, you were got! They slashed your neck!" And he points to the uh, the gills along your neck. You got cut, sir. Oh no 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 no! I don't like put my hands over him and like like shutter them down real quick just no what no what awful <laughs> that description shutter them down and then that noise get no like running your hand down a set of blinds no. <laughs> yeah flesh blinds ah oh, meat curtains that's another comment <laughs> No, you must have seen something. Uh, it's just the reflection of the water. Here, let's get Phil back on board. I, oh, that icy water sobered me up quite a bit. <laughs> um, you you kind of get support for Phil again, and uh, with help, you row back to the uh, to the not or to Melora's Borealis, where the crew drags you back up on deck, and there's some comments of. We should have let him drown. Uh, <laughs> while others say, like, I think it was the sea was calling. Someone else says, I saw Celeste push him. I think it's a mutiny. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's clear disgruntled not support going on throughout the crew. Um, were people saying that like they were in support of Celeste? Just curious for the they like, were rumors. saying They were saying it like... Uh, gossipy people talking about the real housewives uh it's more like you are their parasocial relationship that they're like enjoying to listen to and then talking about the hot goss it's not really anyone for or against anything i approve they're spilling tea is what i'm trying to say i'm always a fan um, of that has amory gotten any levels has i feel like amory needs to have leveled up by now um, I know you love sidekicks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bring us up, boy. Come on. 
I think we're under we're under the levy uh, pulley. Bring us up. Uh, He says, "You shot the pulley, sir. Bring it up." (laughs) I hit him with one of the oars. (laughs) Ow, sir! I can't. (laughs) Um, It takes a while, but the crew figures out a way to like Jerry rig a new pulley uh, now to replace the broken one and get the naughty dreams and the rest of you up on deck back to safety. Uh, the captain is obviously not drowned, so that's I'm a twist. Fine. That's a twist. We didn't expect that. Um, uh, I mean, Amory, we, would you bring me my uh, cloak, boy? Uh, Amory does fetch you your cloak. Um, and a few of the crewmen are kind of staring at you. Uh, Jules, you notice that a lot of the crew are slacking off from their work um, and get starting to put a lot of side eye at the captain. Do you uh, disrupt that by sending them back to work, or do you let them get a good skeptical stare in at their captain? Hey, boys, is there uh, something to look at that I'm missing, or did you guys get all your work done already? Uh, there's some grumbling, and they go back, or they return back to their tasks. That was like the sweetest stepdad kind of comment. I'm a big fan. Also, I think the meanest Jules has ever been to the club. Yeah, exactly. That's. <laughs> Sometimes I have to have a firm hand. They know I love them. <laughs> that is not a firm hand. That is a that is a fa- like a, a, an unattentive stepfather walking me like, yeah, you guys get the work done. Okay, I I believe it. Hey, you guys want to go to a ball game after this? <laughs> you got time to lean. You got time to clean, boys. Let's go. <laughs> no, that's that one's uh, more aggressive. Less Linton, more Clinton. Clinton. Look. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So barring it, other than, you know, uh, more escapades than occur throughout the night, um, you uh, are at some point while these uh, celebrations and festivities and general raucousness of a pirate ship uh, occur, uh, one of the crew members, Horace the Bull, uh, you might recall him from, uh, at the, uh, from the Smuggler's Cove, uh, he comes and finds... Uh, Finds Jules, because Jules has proven to be a uh, attentive and nice person who also didn't uh, knock him unconscious. Um, <laughs> so he he finds Jules and says, Oh, first mate, I've, uh, I've got something I want to talk about. Sure thing, Horace. You've been having a good time on the ship? Well, it's good. You know, it's less work. There's no slaving, which is kind of neat. Oh, the halls isn't very good, you know. Like you brought first time that you, you went out for treasure, you you apparently talked to some sea witch and you brought back help. He shudders at the mention of it, takes a swig of his grog and says, "Next time, you know, you you ventured up to a uh, imperial outpost and you brought back an old man and a sickly healer what can't swim." I'm a little confused 
where's the treasure coming? We're uh, we have to build up to the good halls. I mean, we could be doing you know little things here and there, getting a few coins. But if we really want to get what we're all here for, which is the big halls, Horace, we've got to start making connections. We've got to start making some friends. We got to start finding where this real stuff is, and that's what we're still doing. We're, uh, we're we're still finding those big halls rather than settling for the little stuff. Right. It's just it sounds like the next step is to go to the Azure Stand, which seems more risk than it's worth. You know, I mean, they've got a good crew here. They killed all. They killed the crew of the ghost uh, of the of the, my ghost ship. Seems you could do the same thing and be hunting some trade lines instead of uh, going after haunted forests. You think, uh, is that what you're here for? Just hunting trade lines? And- yeah, plunder and treasure mostly. Bit of violence. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting me a nice coat or something off a merchant. Uh, occasionally I like to go to shore and... You know, I pay a nice lady to give me a nice time, you know, stuff like that. What about the spirit of adventure, Horace? Oh, I don't need no adventure. I, she, I can't afford her. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, <laughs> right now we're not making much of a payment. We're paid in shares, and well, me and some of the boys, uh, we're not quite happy with it. You remember Two Teeth Bentley? Oh, she was from my old crew. Um, she started talking about maybe pickpocketing things off the ship and hopping at next port. Now, I told her you can't do that. It's not good. And she told me to eat a dick. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to say that I think we need a bit of a haul. You know, money, coin, jewels. Hey, your jewels. I'm not saying we need you. That's not what I meant. Um... It's all right, Horace. I, I understand, and I'm glad you came to me and told me this. I appreciate that. We well, will, we hear you, and we will make sure that the crew is getting what they've signed on for. So I was told that if you give a platitude-like answer like that, I'm supposed to say, uh, oh, God, uh, he reaches into a pocket, unfolds a piece of paper, and s- starts trying to read, or like a piece of sailcloth with clearly something written on it. And he looks down on it and starts stuttering. We, uh, we, I can't read this. Do you know how to read? Uh, let me take a peek, Horace. Um, you look down, and uh, the notes that he was given, apparently uh, one of them reads, the one that he's pointing to, uh, it reads, we will not be settled for platitudes and only will settle uh, for concrete, tangible actions. Wow, Horace, this is well written. Who uh, who wrote this up? I was told I'm not allowed to tell and that they sent me to do it because uh, I've got, I think it was a kindly-ish disposition that's got a bit of a reminder of like a sick animal, and it's hard to be mean to me. I think that's what they said. Interesting. So you can't... God, I mean, I I would love to commend whoever wrote this. It's beautiful, but uh, I understand. I understand. Maybe they're a little shy. Well, what do you want? You want something more concrete, right? Oh, treasure, yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't have I don't any treasure know in what my the hands. Word, I don't know what the word concrete means because now I think about it, I don't think that's a word yet, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, something more cobbled, you know. Yeah, yeah, something well mortared. Exactly. So you want to say, what? What do you want from me? I don't have a treasure chest I can give you right now. He pauses for a long minute, as if trying to consider. It. I uh, I don't um. You know, uh, Horace, maybe maybe if we just set up a meeting. We can we can bring everyone together. We can talk about this. Maybe you know we can grab whoever wrote this. You seem like you're not quite sure on the details. You know we can grab Rubert. We can grab the crew. We can get everyone together and have a have a talk this one out. How does that sound? Uh, persuasion. Sorry. See if you can beat the persuasion of whomever gave him this uh, this well written eloquent note that's clearly about forming a mm-hmm. uh, a union on your boat. I'm going to use luck. I can use lucky, right? Yeah, I think it's a reroll, right? Or how does lucky work? Is that two rolls? You have, uh, whenever you make an attack ability check or saving throw, you can spend one roll, one, two, roll an additional d20 and choose which die to use. So I'm going to use that. And fingers crossed. Persuasion? Yeah. Okay, I got a 10. Um, compared to your opponent, uh, he shakes his head and says, "No, I was told not uh, to do that." Um, I I was told basically to tell you that uh, no questions asked. Uh, next thing we do, it best bring treasure in the form of coins or trade goods. Elsewise, there's gonna be a mutiny. Interesting. I'm sorry to hear that, Horace. Um, yeah, it's not great. You know, I, I this must be really uncomfortable for you to have to be the one to come and do this. And uh, I'm sorry that you're in that situation. Um, I'll tell you, you're, you're going to be all right, Horace. I appreciate you being forthright with me. I appreciate your honesty. I can't say so much for whoever wrote this, unfortunately. But uh, you, at least, I can guarantee you're going to get some coin here coming up. Uh, he nods and says, yeah, it's coin. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to have missed the implied, uh, uh, the, the implication there. And uh, he kind of shuffles back and says, all right. Oh, and the other thing. Oh. They said no one on the boat's willing to go aboard at Azure or shore at Azure Stand. What with no one who goes to Azure Stand ever lives. All right, not not Captain, no Captain, right. first mate, first mate. Freudian <laughs> 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 slip. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jules, you've uh, you've been brought some 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 spicy information. Um, do you take that to the rest of your crew? Your yeah, officers? I'm going to take it to the officers. Uh, we have almost a mutiny on our hands. Where on the boat do you meet that uh, the crew, that other crewmen might not hear? I'll gather people in the navigation room if it's all right with Celeste. And meanwhile, Zelnern hosts yet another banquet in order to uh, ensure they're all distracted. Uh, yeah, that's so, fine. 
Thank you, Celeste. Uh, it looks like unless we start giving some, you know, gold to the crew, which let's be let's be fair, this is what they're here for. We can't be too mad at them. Uh, we're going to have a mutiny on our hands. That being said, I think it is important that we suss out who amongst us has the gumption to organize something like this and to maybe take care of that problem. Wait, Jules, who, who came to you? Who brought this to your attention? I, I don't want to mention any names at the moment. I think the person who brought it for me was just kind of a, a rube. And I, I'd hate to okay. see him take the fall. And they wouldn't tell you who did it? No, I couldn't get it out of him. Although I know we All have right. some folks in our hold who maybe yeah. be charismatic. I, I, know, I know you're the first mate, but um, I mean, we could torture him and find out. Maybe. We are not torturing anyone on the crew. We could we could skin them and uh, hang them from the mast so that they know not to uh, to mutiny. You know, we Phil, could roll with fear here. Let's keep that one in our back pocket for now. <laughs> okay. I didn't. the The guy we had down in the brig told me that one. I didn't come up with that. I promise. Yes. Um, <laughs> You know, interesting that you mentioned that. Are you talking about Devil's Grin Frederick, the sadistic torture murderer? Yeah, Devil's Grin was telling me that that's what we needed to do. Are you just... Uh, I was asking him for advice earlier because I told him the crew was kind of being mean to Amory and I. Uh, That's what he said, but... Go down there and chat with our prisoners, like, every (laughs) Uh, day? (laughs) Out of character, what's the other guy in the the jail cell's name? The merchant. Uh, the sparrow yeah I, well you know i just go down and say hi to the sparrow sometimes check on him how often make sure that sometimes. he's make sure he's got clean clothes and uh, also you what ever... do you mean they're making fun of you and amory what does that mean when we got off the boat they said we were they were making fun of us because we wouldn't save the captain oh so i i went and talked to devil's grin like 10 minutes ago he told me that i should start skinning people if they were mean to us Phil, have you ever heard the sparrow saying anything down there that struck you as odd? Yeah, he said that you had nicer eyes than me, and I got kind of <laughs> jealous. But that's about it. I wonder who and the crew did. Uh, did did Horace? Is it Horace's name? Uh, what do you mean, it was Horace? Oh. Yeah. Did Horace let let me keep the note? He did. Yeah. That was a mistake he made because he was supposed to read it, but he didn't know how to read. So, um, looking at the handwriting, does it look like the handwriting of somebody who would be on a boat scrubbing a deck? Or does it look like somebody who might have written a lot of things in their time? It, I is, would... cl- it is clearly the handwriting of somebody who uh, took like formal penmanship classes. I would say too when you were like we went back to the sparrow having like fresh clothes and blankets. I do think that he is like sweet talking Phil. So if he ever wrote a note to Phil, there would be a note there that we would be able to compare. Just saying. I feel like there would be a note there. <laughs> Has he ever written a note? I don't know who else on the crew would even be an option, but I mean, why do we have to make this a whole thing anyway? Why can't we just like tell the crew they have like casual Fridays? That's what Prime Water does to his crew. You know, casual like, Fridays. or what we do is whoever told you this, Jules, we bring him along. We offer him a little bit of a bigger cut to like kind of get everyone to quiet down. 
So that way they don't mutiny, you know? Give him what the crew wants, and then everyone knows to stay in line. That's true. It would make everyone jealous, although he might end up in trouble. I don't know if we could get much trouble more by casual. Who? Where the, by, by the crew? Yeah, Celeste has a point. We don't have a second mate yet. We need a second mate in case anything happens you to you. You know what? Let's either make that guy or Amory second mate. Yeah, they got to be third mate. Amory's second mate. God damn, I love that boy. <laughs> I love that boy, too. Give him all the lemon cakes. Do, uh, I think we need to have a discussion with the sparrow. Yes, the sparrow. <clears throat> the sparrow. What? It's a thorn in our side right now. He has been speaking to the crew, and I think he needs to be made an example of. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's just misunderstood. Thought we were going to sell him. Wasn't that the like yes. controversial curse thing that happened? Also, the crew has been given a share. We took the magic items and we sold them to Prime Water, and we have that hoard of gold and we've split it. It's true that the last two adventures you haven't gotten gold. They are getting greedy and they don't know what's good for them, and the sparrow is feeding them indulgent lies, and he has been on board this ship for too long. You know what? All we gotta do is like one of those big fancy speeches that Rubert does, just persuade them or whatever, and say like, ah, adventure is not easy. Good treasure is not a one and done thing. It's like you go blah blah blah. It's about the journey and blah blah blah. You know, whatever those those rich humans say on land. <laughs> Normally I would agree, but it seems there is a counter charmer on this ship. And I think it is the sparrow. I'm just saying, yeah. you're cursed, man. You can only kill so many people. Robert, be reasonable. He's a great guy. <laughs> you know what? Let's have the stars decide. I'm tired of talking to the stars. Jules, you're not talking sparrow. to the stars. I want to make that point clear. That's me. Jules, bring me the sparrow. Okay, I, uh, I gather the officers and I gather what the most, lo- the, the crew that I judge to be the most loyal. I feel like I have my favorites. Um, and I go to gather up the, the uh, sparrow and bring him up to the navigation room. All right, so you grab a small contingent of crewmen. Uh, do you bring any of the other officers with you or is it just you like four trusted crew or crewmen that you can trust somewhat but keep in mind the crew as a whole has a loyalty score of zero so yeah. uh, there's not really any particular people you can be like I trust that person mm-hmm. I bring um, the, all the officers that are willing to come alright any of you officers coming with I feel like I'd be with Rubert <laughs> no you can't do this maybe you take <laughs> Zelnern with you <laughs> uh, Zelnern's busy distracting most of the oh, crew okay. with, a, uh, with a fine feast Maybe you um, take Amory with you? <laughs> I think I need some backup. Yeah, I'm going. I also, I want the crew to see this. He needs to be made an example of. Oh, so wait, is everyone going or is it just Jules? And... Well, I'm, I'm, we're going down to the Sparrow to talk oh, and uh, bring him up board. And then the, okay. I want the rest of the crew to see. Yeah, All right. So I'm following along being like, no, you can't do this. So Jules is leading the way down the stairs with few crewmen that you could maybe trust, uh, the uh yeah phil begging uh 
Rubert not to uh, do this, say, or imploring the officer, saying, no, nah, he's a good guy, uh, while Rubert has a grim look on his face. Um, and as you step down into the hold, the smell of incense and sweetness uh, fills the air. Um, as you look, you see that the, uh, the door to the brig is actually open. <laughs> Though you do, and you know, there's cushions and things you didn't even realize you had aboard uh, are in here. And uh, this, or you see that Cyclop is sitting there. Um, she's on a cushion, kind of enjoying her time. Meanwhile, uh, so is Devil's Grin Frederick. Uh, but as you step in uh, to view, they kind of scramble to their feet, taking fighters' stances. And then the sparrow kind of steps out from around the, the uh, corner of the. Uh, the brig and says no need for all that fighting and it for a sec you see that he has a steaming like teacup it's chipped but you can't help but wonder where the fuck did he get a teacup on board uh and he kind of waves them off says worry not worry not for uh, my good friends there's no reason to, ask to be in a violent stance captain Rubert, a pleasure to see you i'm glad you would come down to visit me mm. Enjoying your tea? It's quite an excellent brew. From uh, Ancien, the Ancien Chapelle, actually. Would you care for some? I have a whole pot brewing. No, that's quite alright. Thank you, though. Actually, no, no, I could use a cup. Uh, he calls out to one of the crew members that, uh, that Jules brought down uh, and says, uh, Anis, you mind grabbing him a cup? And immediately that crew member snaps to attention at the sparrow's uh, uh, instruction and heads off to go and grab the cup. <laughs> the sparrow smiles. Hmm. It's late at night. Is there business you'll need of, or is this just a social visit? Captains, off Captain, officers? A oh, little of column A, a little of column B. Sparrow, you are too charismatic for your own good. You know that. Uh, he laughs and says, <laughs> "Oh, it's hard for there to be such a thing." But I think that uh, you know that as well as I do, don't you? Mm, I wish. Uh, too much competition. It's hard to understand your own talents sometimes. Uh, Cyclop interrupts with a sneer and says, Oh, fuck off with this! We get it. You are coming down here trying to make threaten uh, threatening motions to him. You know that he's obviously cooking up a mutiny. Why don't you have it at steel and be done with it? That... That is a great suggestion, Cyclop. Uh, Devil's Grin sneers in the corner and says, I'd like to see you get your face cut right off, Captain. And maybe that kelp used to strangle you up, disgusting deep creature. <laughs> <clears throat> Sparrow, would you follow me? Uh, the Sparrow says, oh, I would love to, but... I fear I'm not one for the martial arts. I would never try to be a captain, you see. Uh, instead, I would actually recommend that in any such testament of martial ability, uh, either of my uh, loud-mouthed and uh, 
rash friends who lack that charisma that we were talking about could serve as a perfect substitute. As he gestures to Cyclop on one end and Devil's Grin on the other, implying them to be his champions in a duel. Oh, see, that's the thing. I, I was not asking you. I was telling you. You will follow me. A true captain and leader leads by example. It's a tense moment. Failure could provoke a mutiny right here. Let's go ahead and see if that intimidate works. Do any of the other officers assist him? You can. Does I'm like flipping through my Taroga deck and like. Oh shit, this augury sucks. This, uh, it's, it's just death cards. There's not normally like this. Got the necromancer. I got the horseman upside down. I got the merchant upside down. It's all bad. Guidance. Uh, hey, merchant upside down might be good. Yeah. Can I do a minor illusion to do a Gandalf intimidating Frodo esque, uh, <laughs> you know, spooky moment for Ruben? Okay, yeah, I like that. You emphasize him drawing in the lights. Drawing him up. Um, Ruberry, you have advantage on this and plus 1d4 to see if you can be more intimidating than uh, the Sparrow has been influential. Alright, so that's going to be 23. (laughs) (laughs) There is a tense moment. uh, A loud pause in the air. It, the, you see that it looks Devil's Grin and Cyclop exchange glances at each other at the Sparrow even the crewmen with you uh, you know Enos who uh, he had sent to uh, get the cup of tea has emerged with tea he's looking at the Sparrow he's looking at the officers and captain uh, he's looking at uh, Cyclop and uh, Devil's Grin eyes exchanging everywhere as there's this moment of worry is how will uh, the Sparrow respond? If he doesn't respond well, if he refuses, will it mean all-out mutiny? Will it mean a bloodbath here below deck spilling across the upper deck? Will it mean someone bursting into the officer's quarter or the cook's quarters and slitting Zilnern's throat while he tries to create a meal? Will it mean Amory keel-hauled? Will it mean the officers drown and drag behind the boat? But, oh, but if he doesn't uh, refuse, does it nullify the whole thing? It is a tense moment. And then it breaks. But it breaks in the way you were hoping for, because I rolled a nine. Uh, and <clears throat> the sparrow lowers his hands and says, But of course, let's follow the captain up on deck to where the rest of the crew is waiting. The uh, uh, Cyclop and Devil's Grin uh, kind of pause for a moment. Devil's Grin says, better that we just got him down here. Uh, and Cyclop says, you absolute idiot. Yes, we'll join you on deck, Captain. <laughs> for now. And uh, the, uh, the crewmen you brought down with you, they don't fight or oppose the idea. And you're able to head up on deck. Yes, Come Jules. On. How many people are currently down below deck with us total? Uh, there is the three prisoners in quotes. There's the three of you, four of you, and then there's the four crewmen you brought down. So it's 11. Is there no way we can keep like m- most of the prisoners in prison while Cyclop comes upstairs? 
Wait, why do you want Cyclop to come upstairs? Uh, not Cyclop. Keep Cyclop in prison, bring Sparrow upstairs. You could, but it would clearly require the use of force to make it so. And the application of force could spark mutiny. I'll wait. This is a, a Shattered Isles powder keg waiting to explode. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, do you let them all up on deck? Do, or do you yeah. escort them up on deck, or do you murder them in the hall? No, I'll escort them on deck. I, I need the crew to see. All right, you bring them up on deck. The crew kind of abandons their duties unless, uh, Jules, you try to force them back to their duties. If not, the, even those in the mess come out to uh, witness um, as you kind of bring out towards like the center deck between the two masts. Uh, you've brought out Seaclop, uh, Devil's Grin, and the Sparrow. Uh, so can you have like cinematic scene like the crew like basically like in a big circle around the main mast Sparrow and I in the center officers like at the corners of the circle inside circle so it has come to my attention that you have all been influenced by a man aboard this ship someone who has convinced you that the captain and officers of this ship are not to be trusted that we will not bring you fame and gold and glory there's a murmuring there's a murmuring of support saying yeah that's that's true you ain't giving us nothing uh, from among the crew this man is a liar and a swindler. A man who sold his own crew as slaves to get ahead. A man you would trust to mutiny against the officers that have slayed these very slavers that he sold his own crew into. A man that watched his fellow crew die in front of him and then groveled at the feet of their liberators. A, pers- a persuasion to see how well that uh, part of the argument worked. <laughs> a persuasion? Yes. Uh, 19. Alright, keep going. The, the crew seems to support the idea. Uh, or support what you're saying. There's some skeptical nods about it as you point out that he's uh, you know, that he, sold, he betrayed his own crew. He's a mutineer. Um, and that, uh, worse, he sold them and then groveled, which seems pathetic. I understand your reservations. Our journey has not been the normal life of a pirate or of a privateer. But we are more than that. We are Malora's Borealis. We, we are known among the Shattered Isles as those that freed the Port of Skulls. We took down the ghost ship. Treasure is coming. While it not, may not be in gold, there will be gold. 
it will come in fame and notoriety and treasure. Every one of you, all you need say is that I served aboard Malorus Borealis and there will be men and women at your feet. Whatever you wish, you go need go into port and sing songs of your deeds and treasure will come. But first, we must rid ourselves of the true curse aboard this ship, the Sparrow. And then I'll throw, I'll throw my rapier at his feet. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.